Alright, what's going on everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. Before we start into today's episode, I have a quick question for you. Raise your hand if you are listening and you are a founder or you are a founder type or working on side projects. Now, if you're if you're driving, please don't raise your hand. But if you're thinking that's me, chances are you might have a co-founder and in today's world, everything's remote. And this is unfortunate for founding teams because teams work fastest when they're together, right? When you're starting something new from scratch, being in the same room has a magical kind of feeling to it. And when we're all remote, you don't really get the same thing. Well, what if I told you there's a way to get that same output, right? Get that same feeling while being remote. And luckily there is. Uh, our sponsor for the next couple of weeks for Forward Thinking Founders is Sidekick. And Sidekick is an always-on display that sits next to you, next to your computer. It allows you to work right next to your co-founder like you were in the same room. This eliminates most of the problems that you kind of get when founding a startup remotely. And you're able to move faster and, and, and kind of get stuff done in a much more efficient way like you could with if you were in the same room. And luckily, because you're a listener of Forward Thinking Founders, you get a big discount on on Sidekick devices. If you go to sidekick.video slash FTF, you get $30 off. The market rate is $50 per device. As a listener of this podcast, it is $20 per device. $30 off total per device. So go to sidekick.video slash FTF, get your devices, and get you and your co-founders working together like you're in the same room, even if you're remote. Hope you enjoy it. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kuhn, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to James McCulley, who is a co-founder of Encore. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I, uh, I, you know, excited to learn more about what you're working on and what, what I checked from the website. It's pretty interesting. So, for people that don't know, like, what Encore is, um, what are you working on? Sure. So Encore is a marketplace for booking live musicians. Uh, our musicians perform at weddings, at parties, conferences, uh, concerts, etc. And we've been described as Airbnb for live music by Forbes, which I think is a pretty accurate and succinct description. We've built a full stack marketplace where customers can get matched with available musicians who are near them. Obviously, like any marketplace, we've got reviews, we've got full profiles with all the information you could need about a musician. And when the customer is ready to book and they've had a chat with a musician, we facilitate payments, we hold the money securely. Um, and yeah, we just make it incredibly easy to book musicians to perform for you. 
So let's say I wanted to use this, and I, um, like, let's say I had a wedding coming up, which, which, which I do. It's, it's, it's a little ways away because we're pushing, we're pushing back because of COVID. Oh man, everyone is, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. not like that's unique. Um, but let's say you know we had a wedding, and um, we want to book a musician. Can you kind of walk through what that would look like? How would I do it? Is it based on genre? How does the pay work? Just like if we wanted to use it, you know, well, how would that work? Yeah, sure. So you would probably find one of our landing pages. Um, we're based in the UK at the moment. So you'd probably find a page that said um, best wedding bands in London, for example. Um, and that would show you some of the profiles. You could browse through them. Or there's a massive button at the top that says, like, get matched with available musicians. And we ask you a series of questions um, about your wedding, about the type of music you're looking for, about, like, roughly what kind of a like, budget you had in mind. Um, and once we've got those questions, we ask for your email address. And then we actually ping that request out to the best musicians who sort of fit the brief. Um, whilst they're reading the re request and kind of replying to you, you can still keep browsing and we'll give you more recommendations. But usually most customers within about like five or 10 minutes have got quotes from acts that like perfectly match what they're looking for. You'd scroll through their profiles, you'd want to watch their videos, and when you find one that you liked, you could ask them a few questions. We have a feature where you can speak to them through the app as well, so you can actually just have a phone call with the band and find out if you know they can play your favorite song. And then you book them, and we use Stripe Connect to handle all the payments, so it's incredibly easy. Uh, you pay a deposit to secure the booking, and then we charge you the rest like just before the event takes place. So it's very simple. And why did you decide to get started with this? What's a little bit of the, the origin of the story? Yeah, so my well, my parents met in an orchestra, so I've been surrounded by music literally from the moment I was born. And um, I went to a music school as a teenager, so I was studying like cello and piano, but I was also getting pretty interested in programming and the internet. And when I was about 17, I had to decide whether I wanted to become a musician or whether I wanted to like study computer science at uni. And I decided I wanted to keep music as a hobby and maybe work in music later on, but I didn't want to be a performing musician myself. So I went to uni, I studied computer science, or I was supposed to be studying computer science, but I basically spent all my time making music, uh, singing in a band, singing in a barbershop group. And um, meanwhile, so many of my friends who were studying at music college we're starting to wonder, like, when I graduate, how do I find clients? Like, how do I get paid for this? Um, and at the same time, I was getting people asking me if I wanted to, like, play at, a, like, a gig or play in a concert. And the, the way that people were booking musicians just seemed, like, pretty chaotic, to be honest, and pretty disorganized, even just in a kind of student capacity. So I graduated. I joined a program called Entrepreneur First, which started in London, is now all over the world. Um, and that's where I met my co-founder. And yeah, I, I, as soon as I graduated from uni, you know, I, I knew I wanted to build a marketplace for booking musicians. I knew that we could help customers so much because it was such a fragmented market. Um, there were kind of like too many choices out there um, and very few like decent um, booking marketplaces. And I knew I wanted to help my friends as well who were musicians looking for like for more paid work. Makes a lot of sense. When when did you? It's so interesting because you went you went to learn computer science. You're still but you're still in, like, engaged in the music community. You had friends that were that were wanted to gig, wanted to make money. Like 
can you kind of walk me through that 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 thought process in your head where it's like all right like they they want to make money online like or they want to make money through what they're studying you know how can they do that and you're like oh wait a second like maybe like like what like how would you just go through that mental process of realizing and you could like almost like help them with that and then i guess how would you once you built it how'd you get them on like tell me about the very early days of of how of this platform yeah sure so like halfway through uni i had this idea like basically i played the cello and i would get an email every couple of weeks where you know an orchestra or someone said like can you come and join this project and if i said no i'm not free they would reply like really quickly and they'd say oh please you know pass on the names of all the cellists that you know like i really need to find someone and so yeah like the computer scientist in me was just thinking like this would be so easy if there was just a database of musicians like instead of asking me for recommendations they could just scroll through cellists in cambridge um so i started having that idea halfway through uni and i actually like mocked it up a little bit and did a hackathon with some friends and sort of like prototyped it um and yeah this was around the time i was graduating so i was sort of thinking about what i was going to do and i'd gotten a place on entrepreneur first and to be honest like i sort of knew with a computer science degree finding a job wasn't going to be you know a, an impossible task um and my friends were graduating music college at the same time and for them like going into the freelance world um it's like you know this sort of wild west like you've got to fend for yourself you've got to find your own clients um and so i just felt like i was in quite a privileged position i had this idea for like making it easier to book musicians and it just so happened that it would really help out my friends as well so the early days um were really fun and i missed them quite a lot because the pace that we moved at was just ridiculous for like two people um and we definitely we copied Facebook's um, like rollout strategy. So if you remember, they like launched at Harvard first, then they like went round different universities campus by campus. And you had to have like a, you know, harvard.edu email address to get in. Like we literally did exactly the same thing. Um, we started building the platform in September and in October went back to Cambridge and said, this is only open to Cambridge students, Cambridge musicians. Um, come and test this out, make a profile, like help us build something amazing. And then a few months later, we went to a music college in London and then another one. And so we made it quite exclusive from day one. And that first 12 months, it was like, it was like private sort of invite only beta. And that actually annoyed a lot of people. Like we had a lot of people like sending us angry emails who were like, I didn't go to a, like a good music college, but I'm an amazing musician, like let me in. And we had people like sending us, you know, degree certificates saying like I've got this degree in music like let me in so that was quite a good sign um and yeah like first year was just um basically building out the the marketplace the profiles the the kind of booking platform and then in the second year we used a referral program where we said if you refer a musician to us we'll give you a kickback when they get their first booking um, and as well as that, we made a really funny, well, I think it was a really funny viral video and it got seen by like, you know, a hundred thousand musicians on Facebook and people were sharing it as if it was just a funny video, not as if it was an advert. Um, and that also helped us immensely. So like, to be honest, the majority of our musicians joined in the first like couple of years, maybe three years of, of the platform launching. And it just sort of took off, um, amongst musicians very quickly. 
And I have to ask, like, what's what's going on in the world right now? I feel like in some ways it is it could hurt what you're doing, but in some ways I feel like it almost help because it makes things like more private and like almost like private events, things like that. I guess how have you navigated COVID? Has it been a boon? Has it hurt? Like, kind of how, how do you think about what's going on on a macro level? Obviously, it's it's like affected everyone. I'm just like, curious if you're open to like sharing a little bit of how you've navigated. Oh yeah, like um. It's been awful for us <laughs> like it's been it's been pretty bad to be honest um like back in so annoyingly um like the first week of march was actually like the best week on record um for our kpis like felt like everything was just sort of like slotting into place like january was a record month then february was a record month so like everything was going really well um and then yeah like in the second week of March, the UK went into lockdown and almost immediately, like, traffic dried up. Um, and instead of customers coming to us saying, I want to book musicians, they all started coming to us saying, I want to cancel my booking or, like, I want to move it to next year. Um, so, yeah, the last few months have been, like, first couple of months were definitely a lot of firefighting and a lot of, like, we basically became like a customer support company for like a month, um, just responding to those tickets, like automating as much of that as possible. Cause we have a support team of like three people and we had like over a thousand people get in touch asking to like move a gig or cancel. So it was pretty full on. Um, and yeah, around that time, actually like start of April, some of the team were just brainstorming like different revenue ideas for this like lockdown world. Um, and came up with this idea of personalized music messages where a customer can come to our platform and say, I want to send a video to my gran who is in hospital or in a care home and her favorite song is, um, I don't know, We'll Meet Again or something like that. And one of our musicians could record a video, say a little message, you know, hi gran, everyone's really looking forward to seeing you again. Here's your favorite song. And the customer would pay the musician like, you know, 20, 30 pounds for that. Um, and actually we launched that in like two weeks and that did really well. Like customers were absolutely loving it. Some of our musicians earned like a couple thousand pounds from that. We got coverage in like international, like German TV and like, you know, national news all over Britain. So that was like a really positive thing that happened in April and kept the team going. Um, and now, yeah, like it's, it's a case of sort of recovering from and, and like building back to where we were um and just helping a lot of people book music for next year like this year is basically a write-off um but it means next year there's probably going to be like twice as many weddings taking place um so yeah we thankfully we make our revenue when someone books like when they pay the deposit that's when we actually make our revenue so things are picking up now um and yeah it's been like a it's been a difficult few months and not the best time to run a, a music bookings platform, but like the company's definitely stronger as a result of this. And one, one last question there is like, it sounds like you handled it with, I, I, I want to say the grace cause it's hard and like, it, it wasn't like, it's not, it's not an easy thing to do, but based on what you're talking about, like you kind of did it right. Like this mark, this scene in the market happened you you dealt with it and then you adjusted it and now you're you're looking forward and i i don't think like there's many there's probably many ceos or founders in your position that like didn't handle it as well i know i probably wouldn't like 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 i feel like i like i would have not known what to do how did you know what to do how did you get through that i mean it's your own psychology 
um, as you this world goes through something that's never seen before. Yeah, of course. I mean, I find it like, yeah, I find that very difficult to be honest. And it's something that would be hard, you know, even in normal times when you could like be in the same room as your co-founder or you could like meet an investor for coffee and, and get like advice in person. But yeah, went through the whole thing, like in my bedroom where I am now um, by myself, basically. Um, I think like in the first couple of weeks, we just like we really focused on like getting all our finances in check and we were just like kind of clinical about money and just like you know negotiating really hard on like every subscription we had um cutting like all kind of software costs that we didn't need anymore turned off marketing that was a fairly sort of like um mathematical non-emotional part that was just like okay let's just save money um then yeah we had to think about like the team size and unfortunately we had to put someone on on furlough which um i don't know if you guys have that in the us but in the uk the government sort of helped us keep someone um on payroll but they weren't allowed to work for a few months and that was tough um and then yeah to be honest the idea for music messages and that sort of like temporary pivot um that didn't come from me um that came entirely from the team um whilst my business partner and i were sort of dealing with the finances so like I was talking to our investors every day. I raised some emergency funding from them. I was applying for like government support as well. I was basically like one step away from the business. I'm like dealing on a slightly higher level. Um, and the rest of the team were like day to day, just like dealing with the shit show in front of us. And they, they had this brainstorm where they just ranked like 20, 25 different ideas, went out and researched um, what customers were willing to spend, prototyped it. And, and it was amazing and I had almost nothing to do with it. So I'm super grateful to the team. And um, it was like, you know, it truly was like a team effort to get through those first few months. Um, and yeah, for me personally, like managing my own psychology, it's just a lot of like going for, you know, runs or cycling indoors at first and then cycling outdoors and just trying to like keep some separation between life and work which which was very difficult in the first couple months to be honest yeah i appreciate you sharing all that it's uh really insightful um but let's kind of stop looking back and look forward let, like you know out let, like, let's look out a while like 10 years from now 20 years from now we're way past the pandemic you're booming again what what would you say that it looks like then or i guess in other words what's your big vision uh for encore Sure. So, yeah, one of the ways we think about this is is almost giving every musician like their own sort of AI bookings agent in their pocket. And like the dream that we have um, on a sort of like a macro level is that we can just enable more musicians to make a living doing what they love. So a lot of musicians like gig at the weekends, um, maybe gig once during the week, but they have a part time job alongside that. And we just want as many musicians as possible to be like creating like a real career and a living um from from doing what they love and in a way our mission is is similar to patreon and in you know helping as many creators as possible have like a satisfying and like financially viable um like lifestyle um but then on a more like day-to-day -day level i just imagine like a musician waking up in the morning and just having a notification from our app that says like overnight you got booked for this gig and like they just didn't have to do anything like it's connected to their calendar we've got all their pricing information 
and they just they don't need to do anything at all apart from like practice music during the day learn new music during the day and then go out and perform in the evenings um so yeah that's like that's the vision we have really is that right now like a lot of marketplaces do require suppliers to be like active on the site like replying to messages like applying for different positions keeping their profile up to date and yeah we we just see this future where like our musicians barely need to do anything and we just keep getting them booked for like amazing performances and to make that happen at scale we'll take it'll take some help right like you know you'll need definitely musicians you might need more investors maybe you'll need you'll need users but what you'll definitely need i can guarantee you is help from the forward-thinking founders community so for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help you with with what you're doing is there an ask that you have for anyone in listening in the audience yeah absolutely um I'd say like there are probably three things that that uh, could help us right now. Um, one of the big things that we're looking at right now is our search page, and like search is a notoriously difficult problem to solve, but particularly interesting in a marketplace um, that has like geographical constraints. So, firstly, like if anyone has experience um, developing, you know, search algorithms, search rankings uh, within a marketplace, please do get in touch. I'd love to hear like what you think about our search page. Actually, if anyone's listening and they want to give us feedback, go to encoremusicians.com slash search and then just send me an email telling me what you think about that page. And my email is jm at encoremusicians.com. So that's the first thing. Like we're really focused on search and I'd love just some help with that. Um, second thing is um, we're building up our like backlink profile at the moment. Like SEO is huge for us. Um, and again, if anyone has like really great advice um, on getting a lot of good backlinks at once, um, please get in touch and tell me um, tell me what you did. And then, um, yeah, finally, like I'm just I'm trying to speak on on more podcasts as well. Um, I think it's like a great way to like sort of share our mission, to share what I've learned um, over the last few years. Um, and yeah, if anyone hosts their own podcast and is listening to this. I would I would love to sort of have a chat with you and and speak about some things that we haven't had time to cover today. I'll tell you that most people that they're asked it's like usually like mostly the same things, which is fine. Usually people need the same things, but I really appreciate that you literally have like some very specific asks. That's super dope. Um, so if someone just a final final question, so remind me what's the URL, what's your email, do you are you on Twitter? How can people get in touch? And then we'll call it a wrap. Yeah, sure. So website is encoremusicians.com. So E-N-C-O-R-E musicians.com. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. Um, I am JM for James McCauley. So JM at encoremusicians.com if you want to get in touch with me. And yeah, you can find me on Twitter at the James McCauley. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And my website is jamesmccauley.co.uk. I think that's pretty much everything. In 2020, does LinkedIn even exist anymore? I feel like Twitter is like the new LinkedIn. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm in a little Twitter bubble. So like I love Twitter. <laughs> LinkedIn is still very, very important. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. If anyone's listening, they want to connect. There you go. Thanks for coming on to the podcast. Really appreciate uh, what you're building, your story, how you got through COVID. And looking forward to the next 10 years, what, what, what the next 10 years bring you. Awesome. Thanks very much, Matt.